You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dome Podcast. 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 All right, it's 2023. Did you ring in the new year with some festivities, my friend? I most certainly did. I got to see my best buddy and watch the game with him. Holy shit. That was was that fun, eh? That was enjoyable. Did I embarrass you at all once? Ever? No, you were on pretty you were on uh, pretty top-notch behavior, I have to say. I will I will give myself a pat on the back. I do tend to consume quite a bit of alcohol in these games, (laughs) but I keep it together pretty well, you know? You do. You were very professional. Um uh, didn't make a scene at all, so it was good. I think you were uh, singing louder than I was for the Take Me Home song. And you're sober as a judge. Sober as a... Who's is a judge? Sober uh, a, uh, none. Sober as a nun? Is that the saying? I've never heard that saying, but... I'm I'll pretty sure judge... Dude, that's one of my new favorite Saddle Home traditions. Okay, so like... Oh, I love that shit. Right? Um, By the it, way, is the wave 3-0? This year? Holy shit, I think we might have to get on board with doing the wave, actually. The wave came around pretty early for the Vancouver Canucks game. Was it 3 nothing or was it 3-1 at that I point? I think it was 3-2, I think, wasn't it? <sighs> I think it was 3-1, and then they scored another one, and we were getting ready to lose it because, like, man. But, hey, if you it's know, working, this, it's this, working. This podcast, well, yeah, and social media it has ruined the wave for me. I can't enjoy yeah. the wave anymore. Yeah, our buddy was doing it, and he's like, oh, the wave. And we're like, sit he's down, like, guys, asshole. wave. We're like, bro, you don't do the wave unless the fucking game's in the bag. But maybe you can do it now. I don't know. It we're seems th- I, The wave seems to be doing well this year. So. It seems to be working. And look, the funnest part, every time you go to the Saddle Dome, we haven't been to a game in a while together. It's been a little no, while. But since you know I what? moved, you know. Yeah, you're, we're standing there for the anthems, and you're just like, Fuck, is this a great place to be in a great building? I oh, love fuck. this place. They had the fucking lights all red, and you see everybody's wearing their red jerseys, all the reds all lit. It's like fucking hey, dude. I think that every time during the anthems, because like prior to the game, it looks kind of empty. You know, the rink's a dump. Getting to the rink is a pain. Like every time I walk, like it was so icy. I almost it's just like every time you walk in there, you're like, what a shithole. And then it's like as soon as the anthems keep going, you look around, it's like a freaking cathedral in there, everything's red. It's awesome. Oh, it's fucking cozy in there. It's intimate. Right? It's totally intimate. Such the, a great the new such build, a great experience. The new build, whenever that's going to be, it's going to be gonna corporate be and shit. Exactly. It's going to be exactly like it is in Edmonton. It's going to be a freaking, pretty much a mall, a giant, huge corporate ass vibe. Yeah, a mall. Yeah. A mall where you maybe go to watch a hockey rink. Ugh. I, I, I don't want to. Yuck. I had the nachos and half a hot dog. 
And I won't tell you how much I drank because I don't want to embarrass myself. <laughs> the one thing we did have a problem with, though, you made a good point on this. So there was a missed call. When was this? I don't remember when it was. It was like maybe second period. I don't know. Nas gets tripped or something. Someone got tripped. Oh, I remember what it was on the Vancouver, one of the Vancouver goals. Huberto gets tripped like pretty blatantly and they didn't call it. Oh, yeah, dude. They were not calling shit. Maybe it wasn't a goal. Don't remember. You'd think I was plastered with based on my memory of this game. But um, anyways, Hubie got it's, tripped it's usually really a pretty bad. Safe assumption to say the ref was bad. I mean, yeah, even was, if you're erring on the side of bad, that's usually pretty safe to do. One, whatever happened, a blatant missed call. The crowd's losing it. And then it goes to TV timeout or just a little break thing. They don't show the replay. Yes. Of the, of the call in question on the Jumbotron. And it goes to the, it goes to in game entertainment. We're giving away fucking t shirts. <laughs> We're giving away fucking nothing. To the loudest fucking and people. like you said, you said what should be happening right now is they should be showing the replay and the fans should be pissed off and losing their mind. Instead, everybody's like, free ah, t-shirt, give me one. Oh, yeah, like it. Exactly. Give me that, there, give there's me that a... shit that you couldn't sell for four years. I want that now. Hey, you know the shitty t-shirts is on sale for $69.99. Only uh, oh, what a deal. Uh, the, the point being, bad. there is with all this focus on in-game entertainment, which for the most part I like. Hey, I love singing Country Roads on oh, Hockey Night in Canada while the play is going on. That's fun, but with all the entertainment, there is some, you're losing some things. Like you said, like there should be a moment for yeah. the crowd to be pissed, booing the yes. referees, starting the refs, you suck chant, starting the bullshit chant. Well, that's always been my issue with this in-game shit. Could you tone it down? Like, do you have to, is he coked up? Do you have to freak out? Because really, it's just a fucking big distraction. Is all you is. already know the rules because there aren't any. Shut up, Dennis. What are you on, coke? <laughs> But it's true. It's just like take it down about three notches. Like give, you could still give, give away free shit. Exactly. You, you can still give away free shit. I don't know. Does it get the crowd loud? Does it get them in the game? There's a few things. Okay, you ha- here's what you need to have. You need to have the Chris Sutter, obviously. Oh all, my all God, the Chris Sutter dude. stuff. That's it like seems the, that's fucking that's, that's the St. highlight Louis game. The St. Louis game that was the highlight of the game. Well, totally. But how fucking great is that, dude? It's like the most entertaining thing I've ever seen in my life. It's so awesome. So you can have that. Harvey seems to be less involved these days. Over the past few years, we've noticed. Whatever this. happened to that fucking giant drum? He brings Fire it out once in a while. Yeah, the huge one. That's right. Was that, was that just on rental? Like it's Harvey gone. used to be like doing. Maybe it's an insurance thing. He used to be doing the well, most dude, crazy shit imaginable. I thought Harvey did a pretty good job. But I will say also on this tangent of game management from the actual team, whatever it is, fucking Harvey and Beasley and fucking whatever. Harvey could do a better job at getting the crowd. When the crowd, because like we talk about this, the Saddle Dome, sometimes it's fucking quiet. And when there's stuff to cheer about, the fans are fucking right into it and they're loud. But if the team is, is not very entertaining and they're not doing much, fucking dead in there like it's Mausoleum. silent yeah so i would like to see harvey get the drum going get the gold flames he's got to read the crowd he's got to read he's got to read the game he's got to read when he needs yeah. to fucking spark some energy into the crowd i agree that's all i got that's all i'm gonna say about harvey so if, you so had if anybody three, knows yeah. if anybody out there knows harvey or knows a guy who knows a guy that went to jugo juice 
and knows Harvey from there. Pass along the message, please. Just give the game some room to breathe. I you you love the things Chris Sutter. You love the singing John Denver. Um, Dude, is that a staple now, or is that just hockey night again? I think it's just a staple for Saturday nights. I've been there a few times when it's gone on because they're trying. I think they're copying like when the Avs have the Blink One Eighty Two song play and they sing it during the play. Yeah, oh, yeah, they're on that train. I mean, great song choice too. Oh fuck! But again, that, you don't have to so give away fun. free T-shirts every single break. You don't have to do promos in every single second of of the entire. Yeah. It just takes you out of the game too much. And when there's a missed call, yeah, let them fucking put it on the drum. I don't give a shit about no fucking free T-shirt that you couldn't sell. Exactly. That's all they ever give away is the shit that fucking Fanatic can't sell. So, anyways, let's get to some hockey games. We are going to touch on the World Juniors. You want to start with World Juniors? Or you yeah, sure. It just happened. It was awesome. Fucking Connor Bedard, dude. Holy. <laughs> I saw him live back to back nights, Kelowna and Kamloops, and he was like, he was good. He wasn't the best player. Both games, he wasn't the best player. I think we talked about this, but fuck, man. I didn't realize he was that good. I just didn't. That was what, that was an unbelievable, that tournament as a whole was an unbelievable performance. So, Connor some Bedard. stats from Connor Bedard from Instat Hockey, which is like a private hockey company. They, had posted some stuff. He had, he finishes the tournament with nine goals, 23 points, 2.38 expected goals per 60 minutes, 37 cool. scoring chances, pass accuracy at 86%. Dude, oh, I can't. Shit. That was the one thing I didn't realize was how good of a playmaker he is. He's like McDavid, dude. Well, dude, that one play, he, I, he did it twice. That like scoop pass he does with the, he did with one hand, like diving. Yep. That was oh, crazy. That was epic. Yeah, he's, man, he's a stud. And, oh, man, he's so good. You got to love the, the World Junior Tournament. It always seems to go this way. It's like the first game they play Chechia, they lose. It's been upset. Leaves a sour taste in the mouth. They run the rest of the games. They beat the U.S. in absolute. Was that, was that overtime? That was overtime. Last night, gold medal? Yeah. Was was the US overtime? No. US was not overtime. They won 6-2. Oh. So they smashed the US. I can't they remember. Killed, it's, all it's, it's all fog. It's all fog. Like I said, I didn't just drink on New Year's. It's been a, it's been a <laughs> bit of a week, folks. So not all my brain cells are here. But you lose to Chechia, win the rest of the games. That that game against the, the US was awesome. The gold medal game was awesome. But you have a chance. I love it because you have a chance. For redemption against the team that beat you yeah. in the preliminaries, right? I love how that story unfolded. And Stan Coven was on when they put oh, Stan Coven with Bedard. That kind of turned things around. How good was Roy or what? Dude, what a beast. And yeah, I mean, that. Dylan Gunther, too. Oh, man. Oh, fuck. So many great performances. And dude, the goalie wasn't even drafted. Milk wasn't even like what? What is going on with these goalies being so undervalued? How good was the goalie? He was in against the U.S. He was insane. Yeah, like Roy was the player of the game, but you couldn't give it to him because fucking you had to give it to the goalie. Like he was outstanding. He was absolutely fantastic. And there was now which game was it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was the U.S. game because it was tied two two, and. Obviously, Canada was down early, and you're kind of shitting your pants. The first 10 minutes, dude, U- oh, U.S. Man. 
I was I was not I, looking yeah, good. I didn't think they're gonna win. It was not looking good. And then it's tied two two. US comes down on a breakaway. Millich, is that his name? Yeah. Millich stops it. You're like, holy fuck, that was a huge stave. Uh Canada scores like right after that. That's probably when that happened, I'm like, that's probably the TSN turning point. And it was. He was unbelievable. So um, how good was the goalie for Chechia though? He was pretty he was pretty good too. Fuck. These goalies are good. In the Canada USA game, five on five stats. Obviously, the Canadians scored five goals, the USA scored two. Expected goals were 3.7 for Canada, 3.6 for the US. Cool. 27 chances to 19 for the US. Wow. Shot attempts 57-35 for the US. So frick, he, that that kid put on a clinic in that. He was so good. And I mean, the, the goals again, the, the weird goal interference goals, um, which were pretty blatantly goal interference. I don't know why all the Americans were whining, but that's true. Well, the first one, it was kind of iffy. He it was iffy, spin, but I mean, he does a spinner ammo, yeah. but I was sitting there. I'm like, it's the, it's the, it's international it's rules. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. if it's, if it's kind of, yeah, it is. And the international is going to call it, which listen, I appreciate international rules. They might be soft, but at least they're very cut and dry. And it's like, you can't do certain things. Whereas the NHL, it's like, nobody knows what the shit that the standard is. What do you think of that crease rule? I didn't even know that existed. I like, you know what? I like that rule. So the, what the crease rule is, if you didn't, the crease you is know. you can't go. It's sacred. If you're standing in the crease, the play goes dead and the, and the face offs outside of the zone. Because it's not that I like it, but it's like compared to what we have to put up with like, in the NHL, it's like yeah. there's got to be some level of standard. I don't like the play going dead. It slows the game no, down. Oh, yeah. But like, um, what's the color guy's name? Mike Johnson? Oh, man. Like Johnson said, is Johnston or Johnson? Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. Like Johnson said, this is fuck. You never, it's a good rule because no one ever does it. I, I saw it once. I saw it once. I didn't watch every single game, but. Doesn't happen very often, so maybe it is a good rule. The other thing, yeah, like I, I would say in the NHL, I would like the old crease rule to be an effect of some, like it would just make things way easier. Like the, Brett Hall, the Brett Hall, like, one? yeah, the Brett Hall one. Like, no, just, come on, dude, something has You're to. You're not even to near make, the goalie. to make goalie interference. Some have some kind of standard other than to whatever the ref is feeling that night. It's ridiculous. Sound like Connor, Connor McDavid were there. Hey, he makes a good point. Yeah, oh, where? Why? Why wasn't he whining in Game Five? Well, and then he actually included the Coleman thing. I was like, "Who is this guy? Did he? he did he have his neck beard on for that? Probably not. <laughs> hey, that's what happens. Shave the neck beard off, turns into a different person. He's like reverse Samson different. from the Bible. If you shave his neck beard, he actually turns into a nice guy. Well, not really concept. though. It's funny though. Like when I look at all the other stars, right? Like you're looking. I'm looking at Bedard, and he's such a likable guy. Like even after the game, they're like. You know, interviewing him and he's so pumped up and he's like, "No one wants to be about me. I love my country." He's going off. It's just like, why is cool. David such a dud? Like all these other guys are so like, you know, Sid. Sid is Sid, and he's always like, but he has a personality. It's weird. McDavid. It's like McDavid was just like bred in a lab for hockey and like has they they forgot the personality aspect. He's like Zuckerberg. He's like the Zuckerberg of the hockey world. It's like he he tries to be human, but he can't quite do it. Well, what do you think about all the new commercials? He's in like 20. Has he got some character in those? What about the you like the Wayne one? No, it's like it's like forced. It's like yeah, it they forced. told him, here's how you act human, Connor. Shut up, Wayne. You should be golfing. Exactly. 
All right, uh, let's get to this. Is interesting. I mean, you did a story on this. I want to want to talk about this because, like, we're sitting here and we're, the, the fan base is freaking out, right? And you're like, oh fuck, we don't score goals. We have the same amount of goals, and virtually we're in the same position in the standings as we were this time last year. Well, the standing things is shocking to me because yes. Um, I don't remember us being a wild card. I thought we were just great all year. Uh, Twitter and good Twitter and flames or good. I don't know. Social media creator, nifty crispy. He's like a Twitch guy, Instagram and and Twitter. He's good. But he posted the other day, like the flames record after 39 games. And it was like, here they're five points back. They had 48 points last year, 43 points this year. So I was like, I wonder where they would have been in the standings. Cause I would assume they would have been, you know, better in the standings than where they are right now. It turns out after 40 games, they're in wild card two spot last year. It's crazy. We're the exact same. We're as good as we were last year. Currently. Like, but that's then, then what, happened? what was the second half? Did they go on a heater? Dude, they went on a freaking absolute tear. Yeah. Wasn't, I think February was the month where they just absolutely went crazy. Um, But I was really surprised to see that. Cause like, I, I don't remember us being, in that position last year, do you like no, okay? Have, here, yeah, we have, here's, same, we have we basically have scored the exact same amount of goals. Yeah, that like what, boggles five, my, that two, le- boggles two less, my maybe what was it, two less or something? That's Not even bottles my mind because I thought we were on a fucking scoring spree just from the start of the season. On. If you if you subtract empty net and overtime goals, which I don't know if I like removing overtime goals because those have been a, ga- a lot of games we've lost this year, the Flames have scored actually more goals. To this point, or no, five less goals this year than they scored last year. So basically, equivalent. Essentially, they've almost scored the same rate this year as they have last year, which is wild. I think five is even bigger than it was when you posted it. So if you look at the if you look at the the stand, I I have no, I don't remember this at all. I guess this just shows how terrible my memory is and how good they were down the stretch because the the Pacific Division standings the Flames have played forty games a lot of other teams had played more up to that point but last year after forty games Vegas is in first in in the Pacific with fifty five points the Ducks are in second with fifty five points yeah this That's, is last year yeah yeah LA's in third fifty three points St Louis has wild card spot one fifty seven points the Flames have wild card wild card spot two at forty eight points they had they had they were way behind everybody and they just took off record 21 13 and 6. So if that doesn't put it into perspective for you, I think probably the the thing is though they were probably playing better hockey up to that point. Well, I don't know, like yes. But I mean what's terrible going off about lately because top players, top players, right? And it's like you're in these close games, you're in all these one goal games. Someone has to be the difference maker. And it should probably be the top players. So it's hard to go down the lineup and ask. You got to start with the top players. We need to see it. I mean, you, you, I think you texted me, was it last game when they lose to Winnipeg? Where's like Huberto needs to score again? So you can't score one goal against Winnipeg with seven regulars out of the lineup. He didn't have a shot on net that game. Yeah, he struggled in that game. I mean, he scores a massive goal in Seattle. We'll get to the games, but yeah, I don't know. Like, we're we're close, 
you know what I mean? Like we're if if you're comparing to last year, which is hard to do because I can't even fucking remember, right? But like they're close. They're they're in all these one goal games. Yeah. And if you would have had five more goals in those one goal games, totally you win you win five more, more games. You get 10 more points. You're second, he- you're pretty close to Vegas. Even in those overtime games, if Huberto, you know, and I, I don't want to single Huberto out, but it is kind of hard to not at this point. I think Huberto and Mangiapane, like, if you look at this team, everything is going fine, I think, except if Huberto was playing like a, I guess he's a $6 million. If Huberto is playing at the level he should be playing and Mangiapane is playing at the level he should be playing, I don't even know if we're discussing if anybody's freaking out because everything else is pretty much up to par, right? Yes. Markstrom. So if Markstrom, they... Mangiapane, Huberto are all well, playing. Toffoli could stop it in the post every single yeah. game. That would help. That, that too. But are they going to figure it out? That's my question to you. Huberto and Mangiapane, what do you think? Like, give me your honest prediction. Is Huberto going to have a have a lights out second half? Is Mangiapane going to start scoring goals again? What do you expect? Well, I mean, with, with Mangiapane, I think – because I was talking about this just on Instagram yesterday. I was like, okay, shooting percentage, again, has to, will normalize at some point. Mangiapane and Huberto are not 15-goal scorers, right? Like, there's no way, we hope, that they end this season with, like, what they're on pace for right now, which is, like, 15 goals each. That'd be insane. So you expect that to somewhat normalize. I think with Mangiapane, if you look at what he's creating – and I think the Seattle game was maybe like the first time this year we've seen him play like Monji. He's been looking a lot better ever since he took that stupid penalty. <laughs> and Daryl called him out for it. Um, but he's getting chances. He's just not putting them in the net. Like he's he's had his chances. All indications are he will start scoring, and hopefully it's sooner rather than later. Um, so I don't know. I'm not as worried about Monji Pawnee as. I am. The only thing is with, with him, I think I'll couple that into with Huberto is like every time I think there's a like a breakthrough or a, a turning point, they kind of disappear. It's been it's been way too hot and cold. Like Huberto has that goal against Seattle. We've seen him do this pretty much all year. It's like, oh, OK, there we go. Had a great game against Philly. He looks like he's on track. Gonna string string some games together here where he's a real impactful player. And then he dips for like five games Then he has the Florida games like he's really good. Scored the shootout winner. Looked like a great hockey player. Then he's gone for five games. Scores the Seattle goal. Puts a few games together where he looks back to normal. And then it's like, where is this guy for another three games? That's what's weird to me. It's like yeah. just this up and down, hot and cold. Like, I I, I haven't seen Mangiapane or Huberto string together a good, solid, consistent group of games. Mangiapane's last three games have been pretty pretty consistent. Well, yeah, and he's back with – he's playing – it seems as if he plays with – Play the, if you play with Backlund, you're you're playing at your best at this point. Um, so all indications are that you look at Mangiapane's scoring chances, shots, shot attempts, just in terms of how much he's generating, how much he's shooting, he sh- will start scoring soon. Yo, Huberto, so me, I don't know. Give me a prediction because Mangiapane and Huberto, they both got seven goals each, what they're on pace for 15. So... Yeah. How many goals is Monty Pony going to score in the second half? What do you what do you predict? I think he's going to get to twenty five. So least. he's going to score fourteen. He's going to double his 
I think he's he, I think, more than that. He's I think he can, and I think he's capable of that. He's Remember that here he gonna, was on last year. He's going to score basically eighteen. He's going to score eighteen goals. Since I think he can. Do, I think he can do it. What about Hero? I don't know. What's your prediction? <laughs> no idea. Do you see his game turning around? Because it has to, doesn't it? it, it he's been better. He's, he's been, been better, but like I said, like he's every been time averaging it, the point per game thing, but he has to be the difference maker. Exactly. He can't just be better. He has to be a difference maker on a nightly basis. And he doesn't have to score the game winning goal. He doesn't have to set up the game winning goal, but he has to fucking drive play. Well, and see, that's, show up. He's that's got my. Like, uh... like you've been saying how many shifts this year? You exactly. can count him on one hand. How that he dominated. You're like, wow. Like, fuck is he good? I don't give a shit about his points. Like, I I think people are making the correct comparison. If you look at Gaudron Chuck's point totals up until like a 40 game point with Daryl um, into the bubble and into the next year, it's like it's in line with what he's putting up production wise. But that's kind of been our argument this whole time is like, it's not even about the points. It's about his impact on the game on a night to night basis is just severely lacking. And yeah. I, like, I get it's an adjustment, but the guy looks like a shell of him, of his former self. I don't really recall a game. I mean, yeah, he scored the great goal in uh, the game winner in Seattle, but I don't even remember, not even that game. I don't even remember a game all season long where I'm like, holy fuck, is this guy good? And I think that's what we're expecting. Are we not? Yes. Because he, he is, right? I mean, when I watch all these, I watched uh, the Seattle broadcast, which was fucking great. Great broadcast. Awesome. Yeah. Very entertaining. But they had, uh, was it Yandel? They had Yandel, Yandel on the panel. And he's going on. He's like, this, this guy's fucking good. Like, Huberto is good. Basically is what he's saying. He's like, it's an adjustment. It happens to a lot of players. You're going from Florida, flip-flops, Lamborghini, to fucking, what was it? Minus 40? They were gone for that week. For that week but, dude, your fucking face like, falls right oh, off. Oh, dude, I almost... I almost barely made it to the rink because I walked from Inglewood and it's like I literally if I had worn my hockey skates I would have been able to get there faster than if I had walked it's like so it's dangerous to go cold. outside it is if you're if <laughs> you risk your life when you walk on the sidewalk it's so goddamn slippery well plus the gold like there's a weather in Canada because there's an extreme this is extreme weather don't stay outside for more than 10 minutes your fucking Wait, nose is gonna fall off what game was St. Louis um, one of the games I've been to this year, I walked back and I didn't have my coat on because I don't want to wear a coat over my big winter coat over my jersey. Almost froze to death. Dude, just leave the coat in your seat. Yeah, it's a good idea. I can't believe you couldn't think of that one, dude. Listen, it's a pain. <laughs> when I go to a game, I got to wear glasses, so I look like a fucking dork already. I don't want to be wearing my big winter coat. At least you're not reading a book. It's like I'm like George with this big Gore-Tex coat and I got my glasses on. I look like a fucking nerd. Did I tell you that time that guy was reading a book? What? Yeah. At the game. At the game. Oh I'm God. sitting there. It's kind of right where, where we were sitting. I look over. There's a guy reading a fucking book. Almost lost my shit. All right. So give me a goal prediction for, for Hubie. Do it for the second half. Well, he's, he's got seven. He's got to get. He's got to get to twenty. Munch. He's got to get to twenty, dude. So thirteen. He's gonna score thirteen goals in the next what? Forty games. Forty games. He's got to. He can do that. He can do that. 
That's a pretty big prediction, though, for Monch. Twenty-five. I gonna, think Monch is going to go from seven to eighteen. But yeah, you're right. Like he could get on a fucking roll. Yeah, like he scored. Like he had like twenty at this point, or not even at this point. Yeah, might I'll have say been this point. I'll say Monch scores fourteen goals in the second half to bring us total to twenty-one this season. Too low. But he's and, but he's got to get to twenty. It's, it's twenty-five is even still too low, man. And I'll say Huberto scores. Jeez, 12? 12 in the second half. <laughs> You're, oh, I think in so, total. Oh my god, twelve in the second half. He's not hitting twenty. That's my prediction. He's gonna hit nineteen. He's not showing signs, dude. He's like, did we talk about this? Yeah. He's got a mental issue. He knows it. Hey, how funny we, was that? We though? didn't talk about that, but it was freaking hilarious. All right, so after the Seattle game, where he does the spin around, scores. I guess he can keep he can keep spinning around now, eh? But after the game, he's talking to the reporters, and fuck, is he funny, eh? He's, he's a, like, yeah, he's a likable guy, like, good at the media. He's like, to be honest, I wanted to pass it. He's like, I don't know what's wrong with me. What did he say? I need to go to get counseling or something. I need to go to a psychologist. I psychologist. wanted to pass it so bad. He's like, I don't know why. I just want to pass. Something wrong with me. It was fucking instinctive. Well, dude, man, dude, funny. you want it? Here's what maybe Daryl's really playing 3D chess, man, putting Lucic with him. It's like, because on that goal, you get like Lucic is open. It's like, it's Daryl's like, okay, hey, I'm going to put him with Lucic. So, like, even when he wants to pass, he's dying to pass. He sees Lucic and he's like, I can't pass. I'm passing to Luch. Daryl's playing Speaking 3D chess. Well, I don't know, man. Like, no, maybe, but he's not playing that. People are pissed. Fans are pissed, dude. Social people, media is pissed it is, about Lucic. There's usually honestly. one major issue going on at all times in in any fan base, and Flames line definitely. This one is like the the one that seems to be pissing the most people off. What's your take on it? Well, it pisses me off, but I mean, like, is he the, the anchor though? Like, that's the thing. Is like, if you're looking at the game, because you always post these game stats. After the game, that line has stunk. Was the last two three, two, three games? They they score against San Jose. And I was like, oh, wow, great job, guys. Who can't score against San Jose? It's a fucking miracle. Luigi scored and set up a goal. But it's been brutal ever since. But my thing is, is like, is that because of Lucic? Because here, here's what Daryl, like, and I kind of take my cues from Daryl a little bit, maybe probably too much, but it's like... I think they were asking him about playing with Kadri, and he's like, well, he's played with everyone else. We've tried him literally everywhere. What do you want us to do? So it's like, Are at this point, I, Huberto? Huberto, yeah. At this point, I'm kind of like, I would prefer if Rizicko was there or if you played him with Dubé or called up Matthew fucking Phillips. But at this point, I'm kind of like, I have a hard time being like, yeah, Lucic is dragging Huberto down to a level where he can't play because he's played with everyone else and he's done dip, dip, dick all. So I don't know. <laughs> Fuck, I wish you didn't have Leach on our team, man. Yeah, I am counting down the days until that. Like, how man, many days? Can you how believe? Many, what's the count at right now? Oh, how many more games? We've only got 40 more games of Lucic, 42 more games. And then maybe some playoff yeah, games. Make a calendar. In your and then Brad will probably re-sign him. Remember when there was talk of that? Fuck. I re- well, oh, at man. least, you know, I dude, he's going to is he going to retire? I don't know. I'm just so, after, t- after I'm that so goal, tired man. of it. And listen, I'm like more on, on the side of like, hey, I don't know. Like, I know everyone's freaking out. But it's kind of like the Flames issues aren't stemming from having Lucic playing on that line. It certainly doesn't help. Definitely bothers me. 
Uh, it's dude, it's bothering a lot of people. Um, how many? Here's one. How many fights will Lucic have in the second half? He's got zero. zero. I'm gonna say he doesn't fight once this year. Okay, I'll give him two. I'm here's my favorite. Once. Everyone's like, oh well, nobody wants to fight. Like nobody wants to fight him because they don't want to lose a fight to Lucic. Just like, well, what is the point of having him then? Right. I don't get. It. <laughs> I mean, he has been playing better, but yeah, I guess. But I mean, but that's I the know. bar, right? That's the bar being like, hey, don't be absolutely terrible. Please. Exactly. And I mean, it's listen, like enough. he's not good enough, and I, maybe Daryl's just trying to be like, because you know, at the very least, at least Lucic is like trying every shift, right? So well, now maybe, he is maybe now that he's playing I mean, before he got benched, he wasn't. And maybe he's just trying to establish a more reliable fourth line, but that seems like cutting off your nose to spite your face type shit, whatever the saying is. I've never understood that saying, but okay, let's neuter the, the best two players so we can have a fourth line that doesn't suck. So I don't know. It's well, we've, we've also talked about this tactic before, but Maybe he's doing it to show Brad you need to get me another fucking winger. Possibly, yes. Because he's and definitely he's definitely done that before. He's definitely done that before. There are talks. I think it was Cervelli. I think I heard him on the fan. I can't remember exactly where I heard him. But apparently the Flames are shopping for a right shot scoring winner winger with speed. For what? The fifteenth year in a row? Perpetually, it's just they just never take it off the list. But I don't know. So maybe that's maybe I don't know. Maybe Luke, you get one of those Luchy's, for free in the fucking AHL. I don't know. Maybe, this is an idea. Yeah. Maybe Lucic is just a placeholder. Well, he absolutely should be a placeholder. But he has yeah, to be you, a placeholder. you saw Brett or Daryl. He did this last year before they acquired Toffoli. Was it Richie that was playing? Yeah, it was Richie that was on the second line all the time. Yeah. Like all the time to a point. Ward where like, did that too. Yeah, I, did Ward? Oh, he put him with Johnny and uh, Monahan. Yeah. I oh yeah. That. yeah oh that my was, god, that was real great. <laughs> Here, have a fucking shot at the open net, Richie. Skates to the bench. <laughs> but then, um, I guess, like, remember as soon as Toffoli was acquired, like we never saw Richie play in the top six again. Yep. Exactly. And Rich got hurt the other night, so he's not been playing anyways. But I don't know. It's hard to figure out, but it sure is annoying. But, I mean, I'm I'm less annoyed with Lucic being there than I am like, hey, why isn't Huberto playing like a 10 million? Why is he our best player on every every single night? Yeah. And again, I'd be more I'd be more I'd be more pissed off, I think, if again, like I like Daryl said, and I said he hadn't played with every single other player on this team. And has underperformed to this point. So before we get to the games, kind of to wrap this whole this whole idea or this concept or whatever it is, the stat up that we're just as good this season so far as we were last season, if you're looking at standings wise and goals for wise. Cause you posted this yesterday because Daryl uh Darren Haynes, um, tell us what he said, and I think and then I read your whole story, and I agree. Yeah. I think I agree with you. Tell us your breakdown because there's a lot of people saying, "Oh, if you just can score more goals, um, or whatever it is, like you're you'll be or fine." Or allow fewer goals. I think that's maybe so. Yeah, if you look at it, like Haynes had just posted the 
How many goals? Yeah, Haynes they... was Haynes was skate. Yeah, what Haynes's point was. Yeah, uh, allow fewer. Yeah. So go ahead, Zuri. Yeah, like he was saying. Like obviously, the big discrepancy is that they've they've allowed way more goals this year. Like the goals for are pretty close, but they've they remove empty nets and OT goals. They have allowed 106 goals compared to last year at this point, 86 goals. So the differential is way higher there. So people are saying, well, you know, like the, the, the annoying thing has been the lack of scoring, but they just need to tighten up defensively. And I, if you've watched the team, like, I don't know if that's really the case. I think maybe the more underlying issue is they're not spending enough time in the offensive zone because you look at their defensive numbers. They're still a really yeah. stingy team defensively, right? Like they're top 10 in, in allowing high danger chances against at five on five top 10 in expected goals against five on five. I think the biggest thing is that they are not generating enough highest quality scoring chances kind of as a proxy for they're not spending enough time in the offensive zone. And I I don't have any offensive zone like numbers in terms of like how much time they spent there, but I would bet it's way less than it ha- was last year. And they're playing a lot more in the defensive zone and the neutral zone this year, because obviously they're, they're a great possession team still, right? Like, Tons of shot volume, but what you're not seeing is that lead to sustained zone time and high danger scoring chances. Like that was the hallmark of this team last year when they hit their stride was those swarms of shifts where it was like they had the puck in the offensive zone for like two minutes, three minutes, just chance after chance after chance, swarm, swarm, swarm. Now it's a lot of just like, hey, fired at the net, one and done. It's oh, okay. We have to reattack, and I mean they're good at regrouping and reattacking, but they're not getting those second and third opportunities that come from playing a lot in the offensive zone. And you know, if you watch that team, I think it's true. It's like the basic premise is the best defense. This is Daryl's. This has really been Daryl's philosophy all the his whole career. Is the best defense is a good offense. Having the puck in the offensive zone for the majority of the game is going to win you hockey games. Um, but the pillar of that is. You have to create dangerous scoring chances. It can't just be what it's been this year, which is just a shit ton of possession and a shit ton of shot volume. Was it Anaheim where they scored two goals in four minutes? Where they they did they looked yeah. Dominant. There's been a, like a few shifts this year. I think even in the Winnipeg game they had one shift like that. Um, but it's been few and far between. Where it's been like yeah, like that's another characteristic. Those games last year, where remember it'd be like bang bang bang, they put a game away. It was like all of a sudden it's two nothing, three nothing, five one. They would just have like three or four consecutive unbelievable shifts, score some goals, put the game away. You're didn't, not really didn't do that against. That uh, didn't do that against the Oilers, though, did, did they? Well, I and what's weird is like the game against the Oilers was probably their best game, but then see that's the other element into this is like, hey, not only are they not converting you know, lots of possession and shot volume into high danger scoring chances. When they do do that, this team sucks at putting the puck in the net. Hey folks, our show is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. The NFL playoff picture is locked in and the go-to place for wildcard round action is DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off the road to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just five bucks and get 200 in free bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code THPN. New customers can bet just $5 on the NFL and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. 
Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. If you want to go to a hockey game or any other sporting event this year, you can use our promo code in the dome pod over at SeatGeek to save 20 bucks off your first purchase. So there's a minimum purchase requirement. It has to be 50 bucks or more, and it has to be your first purchase on the account, and then you can use the promo code in the dome pod to save 20 bucks. So if you want some tickets to the Flames game or any other local sporting event or any event at all, just use that code for 20 bucks off in the dome pod. One thing that Darren Haynes did include with his allow fewer goals was stay out of the fucking box. Yeah, that's a good a good one. Like, when was the last time you saw this? Yeah, when was the last time you saw this team take this many penalties? Like, we're getting like a fucking um, well, hey, too many go- men. Yeah. Call like well, dude, those are just brain- So that one was a brain dead play by five five in red. Daryl said he didn't say it outright, but he was like, "That's just a play where we're on a change, and the puck gets passed to our bench." Like, go watch that. Too many <laughs> penalties. Fucking brutal. Hannafin is in no just fires it over there. But I think Daryl made the comment. A lot of them are like stick infraction penalties, not moving your feet, man. Well, in this Edmonton game, Montepani you get two, didn't he? Two. In the fucking offensive end. Both were offensive zone stick infractions. Well, I guess like these obstruction, are, not stick, but these are unnecessary. And they're, dude, you're going to take penalties against Edmonton late in the game? Dude, you freaking, you're putting your life in danger and it lost the game for them. Well, you knew it was going to happen. Like, you can't, how many penalties did we take against Edmonton? We were actually, the penalty kill looked pretty good against them. The penalty kill was great. The penalty kill is great. But the penalty kill is great, but you can't, you can't do that against Edmonton. You can't. No. No, you cannot do it. And like the first one was maybe a bit chintzy on Monge Bonnie. The second one was a penalty 10 out of 10 times. Uh, Daryl didn't like either one. I didn't like the second one for sure. No, Daryl didn't like, the, yeah, from the from the player. But like, hey, you want to shoot yourself in the foot? Take penalties against Zitbeard. And that's the most annoying thing is those games. <laughs> that's what pisses me off about these Oilers games so much. Number They're all one, the same. It's cookie cutter. Exactly. Like David's going to beat us late in the game. The two oh, things. Don't that go. Pit, yeah. Why would you go? You know what's going to happen. Two things that piss me off the fucking most when you lose to the Oilers is games where they have done a good job keeping McDavid and Dreisaitl in check. Markstrom was phenomenal in that game. He made three or four saves. Backlund was phenomenal as usual. Backlund was fucking awesome. Like, he's the only one that gets up for that game. So, number one, it pisses me off when none of our top guys ever meet the level of McDavid and Dreisaitl. Ever when we play them. Ever. If they do, it's very rare. Maybe Nas in the first Oilers yeah, game this year. Cotter did it early in the season, yeah. But this is a historical thing. So I maybe it's unfair to but it's true. It's like and Chucky, I guess, once in a while he had the hat trick in the playoff game. But like our best guys can never get up for these games. And never it's never like, oh man, Huberto versus McDavid. Or Goudreau versus McDavid. It's always like, yeah, McDavid's going to score 15 goals. Goudreau maybe scores one. You know, like maybe maybe Huberto can get a shot on net tonight, and then we'll call yeah. that a win. But it's, it's like McDavid versus Backlund. That's what it is. <laughs> Seriously, gonna, that's what gonna it lose. is. You're going to lose. Get the fuck out of here. Why is Backlund the only one who, when you're playing the Oilers, elevates his game? Why? So we that's need number some one that pisses me off. Does this Hubie have an elevation? I haven't he... even seen a mid-level elevation yet. We have. He has not elevated all because 
again, like here's what I'm always thinking, especially when you play the Oilers and we just got beat by them in the playoffs because of this exact thing. Because every time we lose to the Oilers, this is what happens, right? We, we, like the Flames absolutely dominated that game, five out of five. 16 high danger standards scoring, 16 high danger scoring chances for to six against. They yeah. absolutely dominated them that all was a good night game. long. They had they just the scored one goal all night, but they scored one goal. How was the power play? And Mc, and the power play sucked, and McDavid beat you. So like it doesn't. We all every time they lose and they play well like this against us, we all huddled together. We're all like. Oh man, the Flames win that game 99 times out of 100. If this was a seven game playoff series, the Flames playing that way would win. Absolutely. No, they won't. They will never win. It doesn't matter because McDavid always makes the big play and our guys don't. End of story. That's, that's it. it. Until we see otherwise, that's it. You don't can, even bother. You know you what's going to happen the next time. Well, it's next year, but. They could play the was, best playoff series be ever, five games in a row. McDavid, if if our guys don't elevate even close to the level that McDavid does, we don't win. You even saw it like Markstrom, because I was thinking like, okay, like because the premise was in the in the playoff series, if Markstrom was even a shell, it could stop a beach ball. We would have oh, won that God, series. Dude. Markstrom was unbelievable in that game, and they still lost. Because they so, don't score. So the difference maker, so like even if Markstrom is on top of the world and can stop Drysaddle and McDavid, we're still going to lose to them because our guys can't meet. Come and you don't want them to be McDavid, but elevate a little bit, guys, please. Hubie, elevate, bro. So that's the first thing that pisses me off when we lose the others. The second thing is that like those games where McDavid is in check, right? It's just like it's, yeah. he's, you you've kept him quiet all night. Freaking put these guys away. Don't take a penalty. With Don't fucking, take penalty. A, Score on the a, power play. Score oh a goal. Those are few let's and far talk. between let's, when McDavid doesn't light you up. And let's then you do just ourselves a favor fuck around until about, he does. Ugh. Let's not talk about the power play, though. Please. Uh, today. No, we, we, can't, we can't yeah. do it. We, uh, we're taking a break from all power play talk, so I can't, I can't do it anymore. Anyways, that oh, game played great, but again, like I said, doesn't matter how well you play against them. It's good to see Markstrom playing well, though. Eh? He's been good. Yeah, he's been good, especially against the Oilers. That would have been a huge game to win for his freaking oh, mental health, but you know, nobody can score a bloody goal. So it's interesting. They go to Seattle on a back-to-back second half in Seattle. It's kind of an interesting thing that you travel from Calgary to Seattle to play the second half. And this was probably what that's one of their best games of the year in terms of uh, that's a gutsy win. That's what that, it is. Exactly. That's a huge gutsy win. Cause it, it wasn't looking good. No, especially at like, dude, when's the last time you saw Daryl take a timeout in like the middle of a game? I don't think I've ever seen him take a time. I thought his head was going to blow off of his neck. In that timeout, this is gonna pop right off. And it was funny because I was I was driving during um, the first and second period of that, and Labardius was just like having a, oh my god, Daryl's got to split that because the the second goal that what's his name Alexiak scores, Huberto was in freaking I don't know what he's doing, dreaming of wearing flip flops I guess, but he just got walked and was in terrible position. But Labardius yeah. was like almost in tears with how much he thought that line needs to be broken up. But then they responded, and he scores the game-winning goal. Well, Cotter ties it up. Huey scores the game-winner. Hey, big top players score goals, you win games. That goal by Toffoli 
Oh, yeah, man, that's huge. like quintessential to Foley. He's battling in front. He's battling in front. He's like he's got a guy hanging off him. Still wins the battle. Strength on that to get like passes it to himself to get back in front of the net. It was incredible. I think the thing I probably underestimated about Toffoli, because I mean, even coming into this season, there were some questions like, hey, he's kind of just a one-dimensional goal scorer who's slow, but he's a really smart player. He's been good. He's probably been our best forward, consistency-wise. In some elements, he reminds, obviously not at the same level, but of kind of how Kachuk manages to make plays without speed. It's just he's really smart. He makes smart, intelligent plays. Great win. Um, Hubie, he fucking did it. I mean, we talked about how it was funny it was afterwards. You still wanted to pass it, but yeah, like you said, you got to fucking, these guys have to do this more often. You can't well, just do it every once, every five games. It's not that's- exactly. And you know what? Daryl said that like exact same thing yesterday in his presser. He's talking about these top players. He's like, you see it every once in a while. The guy scores a goal, gets 16 interviews after first star. But you can't just have that be every once in a while. Yeah, you gotta do it more often. You don't have to do it every single night like David does. How many points does this guy have? Oh my god, he had seventy-two last such seventy-two. <laughs> Simmer down there, bud. There's still, there's still. Uh, he has seventy. Minus? He has no, seventy-five points. Dude, they're on a. Is it? They're on a what career? Is that, is that a career fucking high? Is he, That's like, going to be the most since like Mario, if he keeps up this pace, since Mario. So he's on pace for a career year. Team's barely in the playoffs. Yes, that's correct. See, that's the flip side, right? It's like our top guys have been ass and we're hanging on to a playoff spot. The Oilers top guys have been record shattering world beaters. They're barely in the playoffs. The next game was the Vancouver game. Fuck, that was fun, man. Good game. Little um, comes down two on one snipes. Thank you for shooting. Appreciate thought, it. Yeah, he did. He made. He had a two on one the other night where he passed to Backlund, and I audibly screamed. Yep, you're reducing. You're automatically reducing your chances of scoring. You're passing to Backlund. <laughs> Backlund's been great, but if you have, hey, an you got a shot between- on that. If you have an option, yeah, at least he hit the net. If you have an option between Lindholm shooting and Backlund shooting, I know who I want shooting. But that was a great so play. I. Was was that a wheat? No, that was a... Was that shorthanded? No. No, no. Was Next it? goal is shorthanded. Yeah, Coleman. That was a yeah. sick pass from Rasmus. That was sick. Yeah, great pass. Rasmus Anderson has been pissed. He pisses me off a lot. But he's also having a freaking monster here offensively, man. Yeah, offensively, he's been money. Keep it going. Weegs gets his first of the of the of the as a flame. As a flame, that was cool because from where we were sitting yeah. behind the net, flames were on the other side of the ice. You could see the whole play unfolding. Like there was three passes up into the high slot. There, there is an exact prime shift. Yes, of what they should be doing way more often. Yes, yes. They had the and puck in the zone for a full two minutes. That shift. yeah, that was epic. I love those. When you're in there for two minutes and then you score, love those. Domination, that's what it's called. But yeah, you can see the play unfolding. And then there you you saw him release the shot. You're like, holy shit, this is this is probably gonna yeah, that's in off the yeah. post. He said it was for Tanev, though, eh? For his baby boy. Was it Bobby? Is that what he named his kid? Bobby Tanev? Bobby Tanev? Bobby, I think that's what Uyghur said. 
That one was for little Bobby Tanev. Bobby. Yeah, That's a perfect Tanev name. Holy shit. No shit, eh? He's just going to be like wearing, he's going to be hunting and wearing camo gear like right out of the womb. He probably, he probably came out of the womb. His hair is probably already a lot. Yeah. No, like one tooth. Came out of the, of the room, the room with fucking shoulder length hair, just like his daddy. Great game for Uyghur. I think that's that's the Uyghur offensively we've kind of been wanting to see that we were kind of promised, right? Yep. He had a couple. He had a couple good offensive moves against Winnipeg. Oh, anytime they play Winnipeg is pretty much uh, Winnipeg's like in, playing into my yeah into my eyes and out of my brain. I don't remember those games. Yeah, Ever since bother, the bubble, I hate watching Winnipeg. Don't bother watching Winnipeg. You're gonna get. Actually, we didn't get Connored. Kyle Connored. Usually no, we Kyle got Connard. we got Sam Gagne. Oh fuck! How old is this guy, dude? <laughs> okay, well, I, I hate to keep, I'm, I'm hate to keep ripping on Huberto, but it was like I had no idea Sam Gagne was still playing. Like no clue. I thought does he had he, retired. Does a he have more ago. goals than Huberto? He has as many goals as Huberto. Oh, for fuck's sakes, dude. Why didn't we more? just sign Sam Gagne? Right? Probably wouldn't have passed the PTO test. No, no. That PTO test. You know, we couldn't use Sonny Milano at all in his more than Huberto five on five points. But yeah, I think that was his seventh goal of the season. Obviously, Huberto has seven as well. So, Dude, how many teams has this guy played for? Well, I thought he was in. De- if he, I didn't know he was still in the league. I thought he was in Detroit at one point. Dude, I remember saying this like five years ago. We're like, he's still in the league. I know. And he's not even that old. He's 33, but. It's. I had no idea he was still in the league. Another Oilers outcast. Eh? There's a lot of those. Hopefully McDavid will be on soon. Or is my? I think my hatred might be lightening up a little bit. On Connor, I, I hate. I hate to say it. Yeah, I think it might be. Ever since we had that conversation about fuck, wouldn't it be nice to be able to enjoy his skill? But I still can't. But. Yeah, I, is it because the hatred is in in the Battle of Alberta's gone now? Probably it's not as, as, as Chucky at all. Leaves, no one gives a shit anymore. It is true. It's like Backlund cares. Can't be a ride every night. How's Chucky doing as of late? You got a hat trick the other night. He's Florida's doing out of it. Well, eh? but Florida sucks. Well, is I Florida... shouldn't. I shouldn't say they suck because, like, what do they have as many points as we do? Yeah, they're as good as we are, and they're not even. They're like in tough. That's a dude. The West is way weaker than the East. So thank God the West is a is a freaking shit show. Yeah. Oh man, Florida is Florida is behind Ottawa at this point. Holy shit, dude! Holy shit! They are seventh in the Atlantic. Chucky's having an unreal year. Oh yeah, he's been great. He's not going to be on pace for another career. Great. So Florida right now seventh of eighth in the Atlantic Division. Wow. Only ahead of Philly, Montreal, and Columbus. What is Columbus doing? <laughs> Tell me. With their negative 52 goal differential and 11 wins. Came here to win hockey games. Yeah, I did a lot of research. Uh, uh, I definitely did a lot of research. Uh, yeah. I definitely didn't just decide this on a whim this morning. No, no, no. no. I thought it would be a cool place to play. Good little team in Ohio. Oh, yeah, I thought it would be fun. Uh... Like straight up, his tone around the whole thing was like, Oh yeah, what about Columbus? Like that's that's how he made his decision, folks. Hey, oh yeah, Columbus. Yarmo Kekalainen oh, yeah, is like, what? The, what? 
Yeah, you're like, stop pranking me, Johnny. Are you for real? Okay. You sure about this? You realize We're, it's in Ohio, right? Okay. What an idiot. I don't know. I could see Florida going on a heater, but frick, dude, they are st- in the Atlantic. They're screwed. They are so screwed. Yeah. Fuck. Maybe it's Paul Maurice, eh? Dude, it is fucking totally Paul Maurice. That was going to be my... I was going to go on a rant about this a few weeks ago. Was, what are they do? Why are they calling pirate Paul Maurice? Did they fire Brunette? They fired Brunette, who led them to... Who, number one, like, whatever. First, he, he learned from Winville. Well, didn't they win the presidents? Pre- they won. They had the best season they've ever had and were the best team in the league. And they fired him. Why? Best is, best is not good enough. Since they, for Paul Maurice, who's a... a like, what is... He's... Terrible. Dude, look how good Winnipeg is now that he's out of there. Dude, it's incredible. What a terrible decision that was. Terrible. Just terrible. I'm Just not like Columbus. Upset. Not too upset about it because, no. you know, it'd be pretty – You, how depressed would you be if Florida was top of the league and Chucky was ripping it up and – What a stupid – they're so stupid. What are they so dumb for? Both of them. I guess Chucky, Florida, you understand, but man, dummies. Yeah, dumb dumbs. So the Winnipeg game is kind of frustrating, even though they oh. make a game of it. It's like, it's, like, it's like, yo, yeah, okay. Zidoro has a quick response. He's the new Matthew Kachuk, by the way. Why is Zidoro the only one who freaking takes it upon himself to make shit happen when her stuff's not going right? He's their top guy. Dude, that was the games like the Jets game were just like, ugh. Yep. So boring. Someone do something. They had four high danger scoring chances at five on five no, in this game. No, four. Uh, fucking, what's his name? Huberto. Where are you, bro? Did he play that game? <sighs> like, seriously, did he play that game? I don't know. Did you see someone ba- doing spinner all night? Backlund played. He was awesome. Spinner all night long. Yes, he played. Backlund was great. What's he? What's his nickname in there? Spinny. Spinzy. Spins. Yo, spins. Pass me the puck. (laughs) Where did he learn that? And like, it's like, it's like nothing about his game is working with the Flames so far. So it's like that's the only thing he relies on. It's like remember when Johnny is kind of like similar when Johnny would only try five hole. On breakaway. Oh my god, that was like, the that's most what we're like. Thing in my every time he gets the puck, spin. Every time he gets the puck, spin, 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 spin. So you're in the <laughs> you're in the defensive zone. Nobody's around you. Skate. He's spinning spin. around in the corner. I, I want to see him just like start spinning up the puck in neutrals in the <laughs> <laughs> It's like he has the puck. No one's around. I'm just gonna see him spin. That'd be good. Just for the hell of it. Because <laughs> I'm fucking spin McGee. Anyways, That's the funny. Winnipeg game, like I, oh man, bleh, no thanks. I, it really pissed me off because, you know what? They fought back again. The Backland had a fantastic game, but you just can't win games and you're scoring two goals every night. And I mean, you can't you can't win games in your top line. I guess with Lucic there, it makes it a little harder. But when Kadri and Huberto don't do much, especially on the power play. Well, let's do Lucic. How many goals is he gonna have in the second half? He's oh, got Jesus. one. He got dude. He got one. He got one. One goal. He has three goals in like ninety-five games or something. Fuck. 
<laughs> I think he's gonna get three. I don't think he's ever gonna Dude, score another goal. He's playing with fucking Jonathan Huber. How's he not already scored three goals? I don't think he's gonna score another goal in his NHL career. I think this is it. Dude, that is that is a hot take. I I I. Ugh. Oh. Is he going to have more goals or hits or fights this down the rest of the year? Oh, my God. That's 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 a great – we should do an over-under on that. Yeah. I guess you don't do an over-under on that, but you do a, what, what some sort of betting thing. Some sort of prop bet or some shit. More fights, more fights or more goals. Or neither. That's probably what we'll get. I'm going to go zeros on both. Yeah. The old goose egg. Fans love him, though, eh? It's never ceases to amaze me. Do you, you do the luch when you're there? No, I've never, ever in my life done the luch thing. Okay, why don't you do the luch? I don't, because I don't really like luch. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> you fucking hated that trade. Dude, I remember the day it happened. It was like the, one of our first times we ever did a podcast, and it was like it was, it was happening first, live, and I like almost had a fucking breakdown. I've hated that. Tr- you know what? Here's the thing. I've hated that since the day it happened, and I've sh- I've kept it pretty under wraps, and I've been pretty okay with it for the most part, and I've done my best to like be like, yeah, it's worked out okay. I've always fucking hated it, and when we look back on Bradshaw Living's time as general manager with his team, I'm always going to point to this as like, there's a perfect example of why this guy never won shit with his team. Oh, I hate that stupid, stupid trade. Thank you for letting me say that. We got the Islanders. Like, even uh, to this day, I'm, like, trying to defend people with the Luchis because I'm just trying to, like, bottle it in inside. I can't stand it anymore. It's almost <laughs> over. Thank God. Serenity now. Fucking, like, it never ceased to amaze me that when, like, Johnny Gaudreau and Gio are here, they're making, like, $6 million a year. And everyone's like, fucking trade Johnny Gaudreau. He's such a pussy. He sucks. He sucks in the playoffs. I love Luch, though. He's making like a million dollars less than these guys to score one goal. And not fight. And not fight. And tell Kachuk to shut up and calm down. He's probably going to fight tonight, isn't he? I hope Chucky fights him next time we play Florida. He better fight tonight. What's he doing? When's the last time he fought? In the Nashville game last year? Dude, I have no idea. I have no clue. No clue. And the fact that he's always been buddy buddy with the Oilers guy has never guys have has never sat well with me ever. Yeah, you have hated the fuck out of that. He's he's better now. He's a little more mean against them, but yeah, it pisses me off, dude. Islanders tonight at home. Oh, we're doing a snooze fest. Oh, so the Oilers smashed them last night, didn't they? Yeah, the Islanders look like ass. The Islanders are having a good season, though, aren't they? I think they're in playoff spot. Let me just pull up the old standings. They're in the second wild card spot currently. Yeah, so like they're we're pretty much the Islanders West is a good way to okay. describe us as a franchise, even. So right? hopefully there's no uh you know uh AHL players in the lineup tonight. Or yeah, who's starting in that? Hopefully That's, it's not a third uh, we stringer. We gotta find out right now who's gonna get a shutout on us. Let's find hopefully, out. Who, hopefully, there's no players that haven't scored 800 games. Is there any former Flames who used to, who were drafted by the team and haven't scored in a really long time on the Islanders? Is this Alan Quine? I feel like Alan Quine at one point played for the Islanders. 
Remember, if, was it Jankowski? Jankowski. Dude, is he back in the minors? He must be. I guarantee he came up, lit us up, and then went back to the minors. Yeah, they pulled him up for that one game because they know it's the Flames. <laughs> hey, you'll probably score. Come on up. Well, like, you text me in the Winnipeg game. You're like, seven lo- regulars out, I guess, guaranteed loss. Guaranteed loss. Guaranteed. I don't know what to expect from the Islanders. I who who plays in their team? Brock Nelson. You can't convince me Brock Nelson is a real hockey player who plays hockey. Addy Barzell, baby. He'll he'll beat us. They got a game breaker. Doesn't he only have one goal this year? Barzell does? What he sucks now? No, but he had like 40 assists. Dude, but, oh, he's got 11 now. Okay. Yeah. All right. At one point he had one goal in the whole year. It was like crazy. Oh, it's like Lucic, yeah? Yeah, it's like Lucci. Just like Huberto, except he's actually found his game again. What do you think is going to happen tonight? This is a, a weird whole time. A lot of boring nothing. At a really weird time. This probably will be released after. Can you just beat a team like 3 nothing? That's what I'd like to see tonight. Dude, could you, uh, if you're up 3 nothing, could you just beat them 3 nothing? Do you have exactly. to fucking make it a one-goal game every single time? Listen, to give Huberto some love, just you're saying that comeback, he did make a really great play when they almost blew the, the three-goal lead against the Canucks in the defensive zone yes. in the nine minutes. Yes. It's a great little poke check play. So yes. There's a good play. You like to see Props. That. Props. Yeah, we're... Dude, my computer's broken, so it's in the shop. That's why we've we got to record now because I'm borrowing someone else's. Couldn't do it after the game, so I don't know. Our scheduling is weird. But we got Islanders tonight, and then we go on a road trip. Four games? It feels like they you need play... – like, I don't often subscribe to this, but they do need a little road trip here. And, like, dude, these are all five, winnable games here. Five-game road trip. Chicago. Oh, you should go five and oh. Chicago will probably lose to Chicago, right? Depends who's playing in net. If it's somebody's first is it gonna be an team. AHL team? If so, yes. Is is Kane and Taze both injured at the same time? Probably. No, they'll yeah, probably have like the biggest games they've had in 10 years against us or something. We're doing the St. we're doing the back to back again. St. Louis yeah, back to back. In St. Louis. You gotta in beat St. Louis. Louis like it's St. Louis. Oh, dude, we can't beat St. Louis. They owned us. That was the worst game of the year. Yeah. Our buddy the fucking, reason to beat them. Our buddy goes to the St. Louis game and he's like, dude, that was terrible. Dude, so, I was there too. It was the worst game I've been yeah. to since Glenn Goldson game against Anaheim where they had like 13 shots on net in 2017. Boot off the ice. Dallas? You think we're going to beat Dallas? You dude, think we're going to beat, beat Dallas? Dude, I'm, I'm scared. Dude, here's the thing. Here's, Here's the, thing. the thing, you know, we're, we're shooting probably... the kid, we're joking around about like we, the Flames need to start at some point. I've said this like the last few is like you can't keep this win lose win no. win lose Enough. lose 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 win win lose like win you two, have to lose string. Two. That's gonna be the string. difference because it's like it's string. all good to look back at last year and be like, yeah, we're in the same spot. But last year they put a absolutely dominant stretch of games together where they put themselves in a position to secure a playoff spot. That's what well, needs to start their... happening at some point. You need to and make ground their... at some point. And one of their big things last year was don't lose two in a row. Exactly. They like never did that. I don't even think they lost two in a row. They, may, they didn't lose th- like they didn't get on losing streaks. They they exactly. killed it real fast. It's like even if yeah. you had two bad games in a row or a few bad games in a row, it was like you didn't let that turn into like, hey, we're really in tight to fall in the standings or not make headway in the standings. 
That's what needs to start. You need to, at some point, start gaining ground on these teams because Colorado's just sitting there going to overtake somebody at some point. Oh, they're coming. So you're going to, you're in a dogfight with the Oilers and like what the blues right now, I guess, and Seattle. So you've got to start stringing some good stretches here because the Oilers can't get out of their own way. Seattle looks like they're faltering a bit. So you kind of got those two teams. You can kind of, because the abs are coming, McKinnon's back. They're going to freaking do what they do. So you've got to start getting it together here a little bit. Yeah. This five game road trip, Chicago, St. Louis, St. Louis, Dallas, Nashville. And we've got supposedly the easiest strength of schedule to close out the rest of the season. So like you look at the net, you look at the next three weeks of games, you play Colorado and Tampa Bay, but everyone else you should absolutely beat. You play Chicago twice, you play St. Louis twice, you play Dallas, Nashville, Seattle, and the blue jackets. Like, You've already so you, lost to the Blue Jackets this year and St. Louis. So you think we should beat St. Louis? Yeah. Both games. Both games. You already blew it to them. They're not that good. They're behind you in the standings, although not by that much, but you, you got to beat them. Remember they started off the season with like 11 losses in a row or something crazy? Yeah. Yeah. Now they're going to overtake us probably. Yeah, this I'm week. sure. They're on a nice little stretch here. Six, two, and two. In two four-point four games coming up. Exactly. Dallas is hard in Dallas. They're playing good, man. Dallas is what? Are they the best team in the West other than Vegas? They're the best in the West. Yeah, they are. Nashville's coming around. Those Isn't are that... the, You got your uh, mark that on the calendar. What's going to happen in Nashville? Dude, UC Charles made like 64 saves last night. Huberto is going to have a hat trick. Against Nashville? Something wild's going to happen. It always does. I don't know. Now that there's no Chucky factor, I don't know how much I can count on the wild factor. That's true. He was a big factor in the wild factor. All right, man. Um, that's about it for uh, this episode. Why don't you give us a closing thought? Um. Yeah, I think the one other noteworthy, what is it noteworthy that they're playing an outdoor game in Edmonton next year? Flames and others? Yeah. Is it going to be in Edmonton or Red Deer? In Edmonton. <laughs> Can you imagine if it's in Red Deer? Should be. Halfway. Where would they have it? In like the slum? I guess the college has like a pretty, I guess you could put, uh, be like the most shitty 14 people would get stabbed. Be brutal. <laughs> Although I guess it's not much better than Edmonton. I still can't fucking believe somebody thought it was a good idea to have an outdoor game in McMahon Stadium in February. And they actually did it. And nobody died of hypothermia. Dude, wasn't it like super cold? It was minus 40. Oh my God. Anyways. The Boston one was nice. What is it like? Two? Two degrees? It's beautiful. Oh, there's like no snow. You forget. You forget what it's like in other parts of the world when you're in you're Alberta. Really, yeah. It's like, oh yeah, it's been freaking winter since November 1st. Yeah, I have to go back to my igloo. All right, let's. Uh, I'm I'm looking at the schedule, man. Um, I don't know what's going to happen tonight with the Islanders, but fuck this five game road trip. You have to beat. You have to beat uh, Chicago. You have to beat St. Louis at least once, and then you got to take at least one of the games from Dallas and Nashville. So you got possibly there are ten points coming up. And you got to get six or seven. Just get some points. Put a string together. 
cushion. Cushion is a pillow with feathers, right? Ooh, you know, for everyone that thought I was a liability in the playoffs, you can kiss my ass. <laughs>